are gone. My Lord is ever standing by my side. There is a heavy load upon me, and yet I'm pressing on. Because I found a Savior deep in God. Oh yes, I have somebody with me to share my heavy Although trouble overtakes me along life's weary road, I have somebody with me all the way. In bitter toil and sorrow and heartaches not a few, a constellation sweet is mine each day. And soon I'm going home tomorrow when my phone earth is true. I have somebody with me all the way. Yes, I have somebody with me to share my heavy load. I feel his presence near me every day. And although trouble overtakes me along life's weary road, I have somebody with me sad and long, but I don't need their sympathy at all. And I'll for in that golden city, my Lord's prepared. Yes, he has. Yeah. Oh, yes, I have somebody with me to share my heavy load. I feel his presence near me every We're going we're gonna to be in, in the book of Romans, uh, chapter number 10. A very familiar scripture for anybody that reads their Bible. It says a lot. The apostle Paul is, is writing to the church and, and trying to emphasize the importance and, 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 and knowing the scriptures that God himself has made for us. Without the scriptures, we are nothing. We have... See, that's what we have a heads up for those in, in, in past times. We've got the book. And as I told you the other day, we've read the book. And if not, we've read all of it. We've read part of it. And if you've not read all of it, you've heard most of it. And, and it all boils down to this. God created this world. Yes. Bible tells us that, that He reached down and He took up the dirt of the earth and the soil and breathed into the nostrils of life and made man a living soul. That's where it started. Now, we went through a lot of different processes. We went through David and, and Saul and all of those that went. Christ made his way here, but now we're here today. And so we all know what the Scripture says. So we're going to give it reverence each and every time we read it. God knows that. The Apostle Paul writes in the first chapter, verse of Chris, the title of this message is simply this. What the Scripture saith. And it all revolves around believing. Paul writes that, Brethren, 
my heart's desire yep. and prayer for, for God and for Israel and for the people here in this church. Because I, now I'm going to improvise a little bit. I'm not adding or taking away from the Scripture, but I'm going to tell you we could be that Israel. Yeah, and it's desire for us, God's people here today, that we might be saved. Yeah. <laughs> that we might be saved. Ain't that good enough? Yeah. His, Paul's desire for everybody, the ones that he persecuted, the ones that were afraid of him, yeah. Brother Sean. Yeah. His, his heart changed, and his desire was simply this, that all of God's people could be saved. Not just one or two of you. You need to understand the importance of what it means of going to heaven. Because if you've not been saved, it is our duty as God's people as the Apostle Paul wrote that his desire and prayer that we'd all be saved. Sweet prayer. Oh, let me tell you something. When we sang that song this morning, I was listening to that verse that the Apostle Paul was writing because it boils down to simply this. My desire for each and every one of you that's here this morning that don't know Christ from the free party of the sin that you get saved. Yes. My, that's my desire. Yes. Oh, it's his church's desire. The apostle said, Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer for God, for Israel, that you might be saved. For I bear them record that they have a zeal for God. Now, what does zeal mean? It means a passion. Oh, when we have a passion for something, uh, we're going to get into it just a little bit better. Now, Clarence, I don't want to tell you that you need to have a zeal for Cheryl, because most likely it ain't going to go where it needs to go. So I want to tell you this. You need to have a passion for her. You need to love her, and you need to have that want and you need to have that desire and you need to have the need that one day you and her are going to come together just like we are and just like we have for those of us who are saved through the marvelous grace of God. We've got that zeal and we've got that passion that one day we're going to look upon the face of Jesus. My passion is and desire that everybody here is going to be with me. One day or other. But not according to the knowledge. See, that's a good thing about being a child of God, Brother Dean. I don't have to have a doctrine or degree in theology. I don't have to have to go to school, Brother Sean, to, to other, preach God's Word. <laughs> Let me tell you something. God took me through a school of hard knocks. He brought me to the place to where, listen, if you don't go to school to where a man can teach you, I'm going to teach you. I'm going to show you everything in this scripture that you need to know to get you to heaven. And I'm going to put you in places when you stand and preach before your people that they need to know what's going on in heaven today. And they need to know what's going on here today because his desire that all of us be saved. That's a desire. Yeah. And you don't have to have smart. You don't have to be, be knowledgeable of, of going to heaven. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a good thing about this. Because I'm just a layman person. I'm like the Apostle Paul. I'm the least yeah. of all of you here today. Right. The least. Man. So my desire is all of us go to heaven. Right. He says... 
For they being ignorant of God's righteousness, and, and, and a lot of people are ignorant, and that ain't nothing bad. I'm not saying a bad word or, or making fun of you, Sister Jackie. Uh, you know, uh, Andy told Ernest T. that he was ignorant. And, and it wasn't because he was stupid. It was because he was unlearned. And that's what ignorant means. So I, I want to think of how Andy was approaching Ernest T. Bass that day uh, when he told him that morning that he was ignorant, mm -hmm. that he was getting ready to help him. If you just allow him to help you. Right. And he didn't want to be, God said he didn't want to be ignorant of his righteousness and going about to establish our own righteousness because that's what we do. If we don't know God and we want to play like we know God, we'll go and do our own righteousness. We'll go do our own thing. Now let me tell you something this morning, church. There's a lot of churches that's doing that this morning. They're doing their own thing, their own righteousness. Believe it or not, they are. And I ain't talking local churches. I'm talking churches. I'm talking everybody that, that has lost their way and, it, and it's got their own doctrine to preach their people. They've got their own righteousness. We only have one doctrine. That's this right. That's this here. If you stray off of this, you're, you're, you're getting into your own righteousness, as the Bible tells us. That's the way it is. Now, I'm not making this up. It's in the book, Sean. And it's for God's people to know and understand. And going about to establish their own righteousness have not submitted themselves to the righteousness of God. The Bible tells us what people are doing today. Right. The world has got its own righteousness. And I ain't talking no uh, denominations. I'm not talking no uh, political party or, or however you may want to look at it, whatever you're doing. I, I'm talking about the world today has its own righteousness. Yeah. And you know what it is? To lead people away from God. Yeah. That's their main purpose in their own life, my mom. Yeah. You and Kim, as being teachers, you know, you sit in the schools. It sickens me to see what some of these small kids that they're introducing to them in their lives. How daddy and daddy is, is taking care of the little child. Or how mommy and mommy is taking care of little Susie. Let me tell you something. That ain't right. That, that's not Bible. And I know that their hearts are, are in a place where they think it needs to be. But one day, now Sean, I'm telling you right now, one day they're going to pay the price for that. They may have a good time here on earth and they may have their own righteousness yeah. brother brother Clarence and that's just what it is their own righteousness but one day they're going to pay the price well pastor I'm saved yeah and I'm rich amen according to what my doctrine reads and what Sean's doctrine reads it's not right and I wish they could understand that. I wish the world could understand that. I feel so sorry about what they do because they're blinded by the world. Because the world has introduced their righteousness. Dean ain't right. It ain't right. But they think it is. We need to pray for them people. Because as long as they're alive here on this earth, they have a chance. They still have an opportunity to make things right. And he says, And going about to establish their own righteousness have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. For Christ is the end of, for the law for righteousness to everyone that believeth. For Moses describeth the righteousness which is of the law that the man which doeth those things shall live by them. You know, when time was begun, 
we had the five books. That's what most of the priests preached by. That's all they had. Those books that was put in for God's people to know and understand. And they rest in the, in the temple today for, 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 for people could read or where, where the priest could read from them. But see, Christ came in. I, I told the church this morning that He came to fulfill the law, not destroy it. That's why He came. See, the world thinks today that because Christ came, that he could just, we can destroy it. And that's what they're doing. Don't have to live with that no more. Right. Praise God. Rip. Yeah. I can take that out of there if I need to. Right. Yeah. That way when I start reading my Bible, again, it's going to be doing this. I don't have that page. And because I ripped them pages out, because yeah. I didn't believe them. Mm-hmm. You know, there's some things in this Bible that strikes me yeah. sometimes, Tony. And whether I like it or not, i got to live by them. Yeah. That's just the way it is. He tells us that, but the righteousness which is of faith speaketh unto wise. Say not in thine heart, who shall ascend into heaven? That is to bring Christ down from above. Or who shall descend to the deep? That is to bring Christ up again from the dead. But what say it is, the word is nigh thee. In other words, we all have the word that's before us. Even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith, which we, we mm-hmm. preach. Mm-hmm. We preach. Right. Chris, we preach. The jailer has Paul and Silas says, what must I do to be saved? If you just confess with your mouth. Yep. Believe in your heart. It says right here, it says, that if thou, co- thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, in other words, you believe in Him, and shalt believe in thy heart that God hath raised Him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. That's Bible. That ain't Keith Buckner. That ain't Sean uh, uh, Whitaker. Or Clarence Lynch. That's Bible. Bible. For with the heart, the Bible says right here, uh, man believeth unto righteousness, and which the mouth confession is made unto salvation. That's our destination. Get to the point where we have the salvation that God has freely given each and every one of us if we'll accept it and believe His Word. That's all we got to do. That's a good thing. He says, for the Scripture... Saith, whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. Church, don't ever be ashamed to show Christ. Please don't. As I've told you, he depends on us. If we don't show the world Christ, who does? Nobody. So we need to go out here in this lost and dying world and show people who Christ is. You want to know who Christ is? Right here, here she is. Amen. Right there. That's Christ. Yeah. One day she's going to have an opportunity to show who Christ is. Yes. Amen. It's left up to her and her generation. When Remy comes, it's going to be left up to her. Yeah, 
And whoever else is going to come into this world once we all leave this world, it's going to be left up to them to show the world who Christ is. Amen. Because if you do that, it says, if you believe on Him, you shall not be ashamed. And I've been ashamed before. You know, i tell you when I got ashamed, Sean, when I come back into God's house knowing what I'd done my past years. And everybody knew it. That makes you ashamed. But I've come to a point in my life where I understood that if I believeth on Him, I didn't have to be ashamed. I was equal with everybody here in this building. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich and to all call upon Him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Yeah. Here. <laughs> that must mean something because he keeps saying that, don't he? He keeps telling the church in Rome that whoever calleth upon the name of the Lord can be saved. That's what Paul and Silas told the jailer. If you just call upon his name, that's all you got to do. You don't have to give up nothing, none of your possessions, anything your own. You don't have to give up your spouse or your children. You don't have to give up a leg or arm. All you got to do is believe on him. Just like Brother Ray talked about when he come down here to the mercy seat this morning. God touched his heart. That's all it done. That's all you needed. Amen. Then you can believe on him. That's right. Bless him. That's right. Don't cut yourself short here today, church, please. God's got an abundant amount of fruit to give each and every one of us if we'll just accept it and eat from the fruit of the tree of life. One day we're going to walk upon that fig tree and there's not nothing going to be on it. You know, Jesus did that and he cursed it, didn't he? The Bible tells us he did. He says, How then shall they that call upon him, now listen to this church, in whom they have not believed? How can you call upon a name if you don't believe? So you've got to believe to accept and to call upon his name. Because if you don't believe, it's in vain. Solomon writes about those things that's in vain, our labor and everything that we do. Right. If we do it through our own edification, we do it in vain. Right. If, we, if we do what we do here today to edify ourselves, it's all in vain. Yeah. Mamma, I'm worthless. Mm -hmm. I don't mean nothing to you people. But if my heart's where it needs to be, And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how they shall believe here without a preacher? How does the world believe in him if we don't tell them about him? He was more than just a prophet. He was a savior. He was a messiah. He was the one that paid the ultimate price for, for our sins. But a lot of beliefs just look at him like he's a prophet. Just a good man, Sean, their Bible tells them. He was a good man, but as far as it goes. Let me tell you something about my Jesus. Yeah. I'm going to start with Buddha. When you go to the mountain with Buddha, you have nothing. 
When you go to the mountain with Allah, you ain't got nothing. But when you go to the mountain with Jesus, you've got heaven. You've got heaven. That's our promise today. How shall they hear without a preacher? Sean, Clarence, Chris, we're preachers. Chris, you and I have been halfway around the world several times to preach the gospel, to lead those who were lost, one to, that was starving for God's Word. Have you ever been, have you ever been hungry? Have you, have you ever starved for something? Like, boy, we were talking about spaghetti today. Somebody's got ready for dinner. And I'm thinking, well, I could eat that. I, I like spaghetti. And, and my, right now, I've sort of got my mouth ready for spaghetti, if you know what I mean. And I'm starving for that. Well, let me tell you something. If you're not starving for the salvation of God, you have no idea what you're missing for. We need to be starving for that. Because if we're starving for that, you have a yearning to have that. When you have a yearning to have the gospel praise being to God you have a yearning to go to heaven yes, you do mm -hmm. right. but if you don't have that starvation something wrong mm -hmm. and how shall they preach without they be sent mm -hmm. yeah. God told his disciples Christ said listen I'm going to send into heaven but I need you to go into Judea and Jerusalem and the other most parts of the world and preach the gospel. Preach. John the Baptist tells us to repent. That's what he. That's all he preached, brother. Brother Sean, he didn't have to sit down like you and I have to do and sit down and sort of get our message together and think. Well, I've got. I've got to get my heart settled in a place to where I can. I can preach to my people. That means a lot. We we need to do that. Let me tell you something. John the Baptist just preached repent over and over and over. Repent, repent. You go to the next day. What's he preaching? Repent. Well, what's that old man doing out there on that river? Repent. What's he telling his people? You've got to. Repent. Repent your sins to be able to go to heaven. And it ain't changed today. You've got to, you've got to repent today. Because if you don't, praise be to God, where are you going? That's right. That's right. Where are you going? Yeah. Bless him, Lord. How beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace. And bring glad tidings of good things. Yeah. What a blessing. Mm -hmm. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. Mm -hmm. right. Right. Mm -hmm. Sean, you and I come from a church where mm -hmm. at one time we had something like 15 preachers mm -hmm. that sat in that church. Now a lot of them has gone to the wayside. Mm -hmm. They've lost their way, my mom. They're not bad people. They just lost their way. And I pray for them because I love to hear them preach. All of us preach a different way, a different style, a different method. That's just how we are. That's, just, that's how God's got us set up, I reckon. Whatever, whatever he does to get us set up to how he wants us to preach, that's the way it is. You know, a lot of preachers only preach about two or three minutes and says, come get us a song. <laughs> I just got sat down here. Well, come get you a song anyway. That, that they, but their message is pretty simple. Repent. Every day. Repent. Dean, if we don't, 
Has to forgive us of our sins because we fall short of His glory every day. What are we doing? What are we doing? For Isaiah saith, The Lord hath believeth our report. Mm -hmm. Now come give us a song and we'll give an invitation, if you would. Now, church, I need you to know the altar's been open ever yeah. since we started here this morning. Yeah. When we was taking up the collection plate, it was open. I, I don't need to put a sign down here that says open and closed. No, right. or, or I don't. Or in business or out of business. Right. Or in service or out of service. I don't need to do that. Right. When you walk through that door back there, you better get ready to come to the mercy seat. Yeah. If, if you've sinned and repent. Because you need to repent. That's what John the Baptist said. Repent. He lost his head because that's what he believed in. Repent. And those who didn't repent and sinned in the world, I'll be honest with you, he was against them. Right. Who can be for, for it against us if God's for us, the Bible says. Right. Here we are. For then faith cometh by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. That's how we get our faith. We get our faith by hearing. And hearing the word of God. I've been to a place where they're starving for that. And you just can't imagine how, 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 these, how these people are starving for the Word of God. Something that we take for granted. We do. We, we come to the church. and uh, Me and Kathy made made, made observation uh, last Sunday before everybody got here. This is the day where the ladies get them a new dress. Kids get a new outfit. Maybe new shoes. Because it's Easter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> That's what we're doing, Sean. That's how we was raised. Yeah. Today's the day to get a new outfit. I've got clothes in my closet because they've hung on a hanger so long they've got too small. That's what a closet will do to your clothes. Right. They right. will. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they That's happened to everybody in here. I know it has. If it ain't, you need to come to this altar. Liar, liar, paint's on fire. Shame on them closets. Praise God we got stores to go buy new ones. Used to, you would take them to somebody that could sew and they could fix them. Praise God them britches fit today. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. That's what we did here today. Let's all stand if you would, please. If you're able. I, I, I want to give an invitation for somebody here today that, that may need to repent. Or maybe just get things a little bit better with God. Knowing that He's fixed so many things in our lives today that I need to have a zeal. Tony, I need to have a passion for God's Word and for God's people. Do you have any idea how much I love you guys and how much I love what happened here today? Kim, I love you as a sight. 
I have a zeal for everybody that's here this morning. Because you heard the Word of God. That's what He told me anyway. You know, there's been times in my life that God spoke to me. He really has, right? And that's only maybe once or twice in our lifetime. That's ever going to happen. But He spoke to me one day and Kathy and I followed through because He spoke to me because I tell you, it wore me outside. I was convicted and under persecution. I had, to, I had to do what He told me to do. So I done it. And He blessed me. And then another time, He spoke to me. And I submitted. If you're here today and God's not spoke to you, maybe today's the day. You need to fix things up with God here today. You know, today may be it. We're not promised tomorrow. We're not. We may not be back for this afternoon's service. I look forward for this afternoon. I'm going to give you a heads up. I have a fabulous preacher coming this evening. Now, I'm an okay preacher, but this preacher is a good preacher. I look forward to that. I do. Because I'm going to hear from heaven. <laughs> Amen. I'm going to hear from heaven. That's what this is about. If we don't, we have fallen short of the glory of God. We have Austin. We have. Are you okay today? God knows your heart, not I. I can only try to convince you. God, I wish that preacher would shut up. You know, Sean, I've sat back here in the same place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think, yeah, oh, how much more is he going to go? Yeah. Ain't, ain't, no, ain't nobody going to come to the altar. I've done that. Well, I'm going to say this. I'm not going to kill the spirit. I'm not. I don't want to. If God touched your heart, you'd done run up here. Yes, Wouldn't you, Gene? That's right. <laughs> and that's okay. Because if you're a preacher or a pastor, you go through that. You know it. When you least expect it. When maybe you preach the worst message, it happens. You can't figure it out. <laughs> I didn't even prepare for that. Here they come running to the altar just like cows going to the barn. Church of Lovians. I want to thank you for being here today. I pray that God's got something special for you today. He already has given me something special and I'm looking at it right now. Sort of gives me fuel to preach. I'm precious little feet. One day, them feet's going to be walking in the kingdom of heaven. And God will recognize her.